I feel kind of um, my spiritual roots this morning. Some of you like, what's that mean? That means could be some old school in this house today. Amen. Some of you like, I knew I should have stayed home today. I believe the, the Lord does have a uh, word for us today. And um, before I begin, before I get into the word, let me just say this, that next Sunday we're going to begin a journey together. And um, I just wanted to start, just give us a week to prepare, but we're going to start a prayer journey of 30 days. We're also going to start a time of fasting. Typically here we take the first 21 days and we do some form of fasting, whether that's a Daniel fast. Some of you are familiar with that. Um, where basically you take out all the sweets and meats, those types of things, and you eat fruits and vegetables for however long you decide to do that. We typically like to go about 21 days. Some of you are like, well, that's not a fast for me. I do that every day. But if you're like me, and pizza is part of your diet, anyway, did you guys see that pizza, by the way? Isn't that awesome? It's all gone, by the way, anyhow. Um, so yeah, that is a sacrifice, but maybe maybe it's social media, some form or fashion of a fast. Maybe it's one day out of that week. Um, and we're gonna designate, set that time aside to seek the Lord, consecrate ourselves as we begin this brand new year. And then we're gonna track together on a prayer journey. Back in August of this past year, the Lord, I believe the Lord spoke to me and just deposited in my spirit to create a pathway to prayer, a prayer path in 2023. And so next week, I'm going to begin a brand new series on pathway to prayer. And we're going to walk together on this journey. And um, we know that when we pray as individuals, there's power, there's strength behind that. When we pray as a family, there's power, there's greater strength behind that. And then when we pray as an extended family, we're all praying the same thing, declaring the same thing. I believe we can move heaven and earth, amen? And I believe we can see the glory of God come and manifest here. And um, without bringing attention to this, but I will, um, we're having some audio difficulty. If you could just give me a little bit of monitor here just enough to hurt me and not them. I used to say if I, you know, if I hurt their ears, I'll pray for them in the altar service. I don't do that anymore because I have trouble hearing too. So just help me out with that. All right. Am I forgetting anything? Are you sure? Okay. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, I am. I'm forgetting something. Would you pray for me? Um, I'm still struggling over that loss last night, early this morning. So I'm like, who, what loss? OH. There we go. Come on, Buckeyes all the way, right? Amen. I know, I know. Some of you are like, Pastor, that's so trivial. I know. I keep telling myself, it's just a game. These are kids playing a game. <sighs> Father, we love you. 
thank you. We honor you on this day. This is the day that you've made. We have chose to rejoice and be glad in it. Like David, we were glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. We're thankful and grateful to have the opportunity to be here today in your presence with your people. Now I pray, Lord, that as we consecrate and dedicate this year unto you, I pray that we would put you first in all things, that we would acknowledge you in everything, that we would honor you with everything that we have, and that we would make sure that you receive all the glory and all the honor. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen and amen. Tell the person beside you, it's not about your donkeys. You know, sometimes it is um, easy for us to forget that God is behind the scenes orchestrating his plan for our lives. Just as there is a biblical world prophetic plan, God has a personal prophetic plan for your life as well. Now, don't let that term prophetic plan intimidate you um, or think that this is some spooky, unknown, mystical thing that's only for the spiritual elite. Maybe this will help the term prophetic plan Prophecy is what? Prophecy is forth-telling. Prophecy is speaking of things to come. That's prophecy. Prophecy is when someone under the inspiration of the Spirit of God speaks something that is yet to come. And when it's under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, it will come to pass. Amen. So think of it in these terms. Uh, basically, when we say prophetic plan, it's a snapshot. It is an image of what's in your future, okay? Prophecy is a picture of what is in front of us. Not behind us, but what is in front of us. So prophecy puts you there before you get there. It puts you there before it happens. That's prophecy. So, I mean, if you talk about world biblical prophecy, we know that there are still certain things that need to happen and will happen before the Lord returns. I don't have time to go into that today, but we know we have a snapshot of what that looks like. The Bible's given us that through prophecy. So 
whether you realize it or not, God has you on a prophetic path. God has you on this journey of prophecy for your life. And many times in our ordinary coming and goings, it seems insignificant. You know, when you get in the daily routine of coming and going and doing, when the fact of the matter is, God is leading us into an encounter that will change our lives. It's hidden in your daily routine. So I want you to go with me to 1 Samuel 9, and we're going to look at a couple of scriptures throughout this message. 1 Samuel 9, we'll start here. And um, you can sit down, Frank, it's okay. He's honoring the word, but I'm, I'm going to just go through a few things. Listen to what it says. Now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father, Kish, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, take one of the servants with you and go look for the donkeys. Now, <clears throat> in this time, donkeys represented trade. They represented commerce. They were the primary means of transporting goods. So it really was a big deal as far as how it related to the family business and the family income. It would be uh, much like today, someone who has a fleet of trucks or whatever in order to transport, transport goods throughout the country or throughout the city or wherever. So it really was <clears throat> significant for Saul and his family. So the search for donkeys was part of God's prophetic plan for Saul's life. At this point, Saul had no clue that God had chose him to be the first king of Israel. No clue. Wasn't, wasn't even thinking about it. Hadn't even talked about it. Nothing. Saul simply thought that he was doing what he was supposed to do by obeying his father. And so here Saul is puttering along, searching for his father's lost donkeys. So three days, everyone say three days. Three days they searched for these donkeys. And they couldn't find them. There's no trace. Um, they, they're, they're, there's no evidence of where these crazy donkeys are. So Saul's ready to go home after three days. Listen to what he says here in verse uh, 5. So when they reached the district of Zoph, Saul said to the servant who was with him, come, let us go back. Let me just stop here and say, now is not the time to retreat. Now's not the time to turn around and go back. Now, in this season that you're in, uh, individually, corporately, is to continue to move forward. He says, or my father will stop thinking about the donkeys and start worrying about us. Here's the first point I want you to grab in this story, and that's simply this. God is at work in the interruptions and setbacks of your life. God is at work in the interruptions and setbacks in your life. Now, all of us 
I don't care who you are, will experience seasons of fruitlessness, where there will be seasons where it's not fruitful. How many of you know you don't reap in every season? We are in the winter season right now. It's not time to, it's not time to reap. Winter seasons are times to repair whatever needs to be repaired, whatever needs to be fixed. We're not in a reaping season um, in the natural. And so, so it is in the spiritual. There's not, we don't reap in every season spiritually in our lives. So you have to be able to discern what season you're in spiritually and not become disappointed and allow a season where you seem to be reaping nothing to distract you and hinder you and move you back instead of moving forward in the things of God. So we all experience these times and seasons in our life where nothing's working, where nothing's coming together, and it seems like you're no further along today than you were when you first started out on your journey. And it's easy in this season to, be get, to become discouraged, distracted because of the setbacks that begin to take place in our life. You feel like you're walking in circles and you're getting nowhere. In other words, it's a lot like looking for lost donkeys. We just keep coming up empty. We keep going in circles without any results. The urge is to quit. The urge is to give up and to go back. This is why it's so important that you have someone in your life who can walk with you on your journey. This is why it's so important that you have someone in your life, whether it's a spouse, it should be, whether it's a close friend, whoever, who can walk with you when you're in a season where nothing seems to be working out for you. Because there will be times when you will need someone who is in your life who has the capacity to encourage you and strengthen you and push you and move you forward when you feel like quitting and you feel like giving up and you feel like going back. Watch this, verse 6. But the servant, the servant replied, Look, in this town there is a man of God. He is highly respected. Everything he says comes true. The Bible said not one word that the prophet Samuel spoke fell to the ground. In other words, everything Samuel said under the inspiration of the Spirit of God came to pass. Every prophetic utterance that Samuel spoke came to pass. How many of you know we need a voice like that in our lives and we need a voice like that in our land today? Oh, I feel like I could go all day today. Look at your name and tell them, you are in trouble. <laughs> See, because many times we think, listen, this isn't deep, just stay with me. Many times we think the prophetic is a speaking gift. It's not a speaking gift. The prophetic is a hearing gift. Because what good is it to say something when you've not heard from God? Oh, Lord, help me right now. Because some, 
Oh, Jesus, I'll say it. Some of us are listening to people whose ear is not tuned to God, but they are tuned to the self-gratification self, uh, of hearing themselves speak. And this is why prophecy after prophecy fails, because they're not hearing from God. But if you find somebody who is, whose ear is tuned to God, when they say it, it will come to pass. So Saul's servant says, there's somebody, his name is Samuel, who has an ear tuned to the voice of God. Let's go find him. So then Saul offers another excuse. Saul says, you know, we don't have an offering. And the servant replied, listen, I got you covered on this. Let's go. How many of you know it helps when you have a friend who has a little bit of cash too? <laughs> Amen. It helps when you have somebody who can cover you every now and then. I had a, I had a friend growing up in high school who you, you would have thought I would have caught on. He would, he, would, he would say, hey, man, let's just go. Let's just go out. Let's, let's you know, whatever. And um, so we'd get in the car and we'd go. And he goes, hey, you know what? I'm out of gas. You have some gas money? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess, you know. And um, I'd give him some gas money. We'd drive around five minutes. He'd take me home. Or we'd go to a restaurant. Uh, I forgot my wallet at home. Anybody ever had a friend like that? A couple of us? Okay. Eventually, I learned to leave my wallet at home. <laughs> so this servant says, listen, I got you covered. Let's keep moving. Let's keep going forward. Uh, write this down. God is working it out while you are walking it out. Online church, I haven't forgot about you. Write that in the comment section. God is working it out while you're walking it out. This is why you have to keep walking by faith when you don't see what you're looking for manifesting in your life. Because it is in your daily act of obedience that you will find the purpose that God has for your life. And sometimes it looks like, it looks like, it looks like a setback when in reality it is a setup. That's why you can't give up. It's not a setback, it is a setup. And you have to keep moving forward. God is working, God is moving. Do you realize? That even right now, God is whispering in the ear of other people about you. Somebody like, I don't believe that. Well, then you're not going to receive it. <laughs> God is bringing your face in front of someone you don't even know about right now. People that you may have never met. Don't tell me God can't do it. There's nothing impossible with him. Because at the right time, at the right place, your paths will cross. It is part of your prophetic journey that God has you on. Because not only does God order our steps, God orders our setups as well. He's setting it up, amen? He is. So while you're obeying God in the mundane, God is moving in the miraculous. So keep doing what you know to do, and God is doing what only he can do. Are you still with me? 
Watch verse 15 and 16 of this story. Now the day before, all right, now, now follow me in this story. Saul and his servant are out looking for donkeys, his father's donkeys. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. Saul and Samuel have never met. They do not even know the other exists. But listen to what it says. The Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him. Ruler over my people, Israel. And, I, and he will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. Here's the first prophetic plan that I want you to grasp for 2023, and that is simply this, that this is going to be a year of divine setups for you. Divine setups. What does that mean? It means people of influence, people of power, people who can open doors, people who can close doors. It's going to be a year of divine setups for you. And I believe in God is going to whisper in their ear, that's the one. He's the one. She's the one. That's the business. That's the contract. I'm believing that God has some divine setups on your path this year. Do you realize you're just one prophetic move away from your breakthrough? Do you realize that there's just one person recognizing you away from your breakthrough? Just one person. Do you realize it's God just nudging that person to look at you as they go through countless, countless resumes? All of a sudden, they come to yours. They're not qualified. I have uh, more qualified people here, but yet somehow I can't move off of this resume. Their bid is higher, but somehow or another, I can't move off of this bid. I don't know who I'm talking to, but those who have ears to hear, let them hear. God is going to bring some divine setups in your life in 2023. And I believe that God is about to bring some divine setups in LifePoint Church in 2023. And God is about to bless this house. Come on, somebody. God is about to bless this house with divine setups. Divine setups. Let's move on. Verse 17. When Samuel caught sight of Saul. I couldn't move past that. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, you have to understand something about this story, and there's a lot of backdrop that I don't have time to get into. There are literally, literally thousands of people that are present at this time in the city, moving about. Thousands of people. And there's one person whom Saul or Samuel has never met, met who stands out to him. 
When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, this is the man. Now, I just said five minutes ago that God is going to bring you across the paths of people that you've never met before, and God is going to speak to them. That's the one. They're the ones. Listen, they don't have to be a prophet in order for God to use them in this capacity. They don't even have to be saved. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Listen, God can use non-saved people to bless you. As a matter of fact, he will use non-saved people to bless you. All right? And so he caught sight of Saul. This is the man that I spoke to you about. So let me ask you a question this year. Without you even trying, whose eye is going to be drawn to you this year? And I'm not even talking about you trying to stand out. Whose eye is going to catch you this year? That's going to be drawn to you this year? Think about this. Had Saul been there a day earlier, he would have missed it. Had he been there a day later, he would have missed it. That's why God will allow you to go through seasons of unfruitfulness in your life. It's simply because it just wasn't time yet. Just look at your neighbor and tell him it's just about time. That's all it is. It's all it is. It's time and it's place. That's all it is. It's time and it's place. Now, not only, only will you be noticed, but you will also be anointed for the task. So I want you to write down two words, noticed and anointed. These are words that you can carry with you this year. These are proclamations that you need to start um, declaring over your life. I will be noticed. I will stand out. God will favor me. And I am anointed. See, part of this prophetic path and journey that God has you on, this is what it looks like. You are about to be anointed in 2023 for things that weren't even on your radar in 2022. Wasn't even on your radar. Things that you could not even have imagined. Saul is out looking for donkeys. Let that settle in for a moment. He, he wasn't even thinking about kingdom. Being the first king of Israel... And even though you may not be qualified, once God anoints you, he will give you the ability to walk in what he's called you to do. It happened to Saul. It will happen to you. Amen? Watch this. Are you still with me? Watch this, 1 Samuel 10. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you 
powerfully upon you. And you will prophesy with the prophets. Let me ask you a question. Is Saul a prophet? Had he ever prophesied? What's the difference? The anointing of the Spirit of God will do what will make... How how do I want to say this? The anointing of the Spirit of God will enable you to do what you previously could not do. That's what I'm talking about. The anointing of the Spirit of God. Because some of you are thinking right now, how can this be? Remember Mary, how can this be? Remember Remember the voice of the angel, the Holy Spirit, what? Shall overshadow you and what was impossible with man is now possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm just trying to get you to see, not only are you going to be noticed this year, but you are going to be anointed this year to do certain things that you didn't even think you were called to do. God is going to operate and bring that to pass in your life. Because when God aligns you with his purpose, he anoints you for his call. And remember, it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by his spirit. So when you look at someone and you ask yourself the question, how are they able to do what they do? I'm going to give you two reasons how they're, or why they're able to do this. Number one, it's because they're gifted. Put a golf club in my hands, I'll shoot 105 on a good day. Put a golf club in Tiger Woods' hand, he'll make billions of dollars doing it. Why? Because he's gifted. He's gifted. So God then gifts all of us. See, too many times we think the gift of God is restricted to the church or the house of God. God gifts you to operate in the realm in which he's, or the field in which he's called you to. And then God anoints you to do what he's called you to do. So when you align yourself with the purpose of God, the anointing of God comes upon you to do what he's called you to do. Number two, that was the opening. I promise to pick up the pace. Number two, God will turn your loss into his gain. God will turn your loss into his gain. You might not see it. You might not even believe it yet. But I'm going to go back to this and tell you that you are on a prophetic path that sometimes it takes losing your donkeys to discover God's plan for your life all along. In Saul's case, God used loss in his life to shift his life, to shift the direction of his life. He went out looking for donkeys. He came home with the kingdom. How many of you know that's an upgrade? (laughs) How many of you know that's a major upgrade? So Saul's donkeys being lost was the very thing God used 
to get him where he was supposed to be. So sometimes it's your loss in life that becomes the best thing that could have ever happened to you. And you don't feel that. You don't sense that. You don't believe that in the moment, but it really is. Think about it this way. Had you not suffered loss, you would have never left where you were. You would have, and you would have missed the greatest plan that God has for your life had you not suffered loss. Had you not suffered loss, have you not lost that job, you would have never went back to school. But it pushed you. It moved you. You would have never thought about entering into a new field, a new line of work, had, it, had you not suffered loss in some point, maybe uh, in your career. You would have never launched that business had you never lost that job. Had that relationship not have ended, you'd still be with that donkey, I mean that person. <laughs> right? So God removed that donkey from your life so that you could discover God's best for you relationally. Come on, aren't you thankful for that? Just touch your neighbor and tell him he needs to hurry. <laughs> Had Jamie and I never went through our um, loss in previous ministry, some of you know the story, some of you don't. I don't have time to cover all of it. Had we had not suffered loss during that season of our life, we would have never discovered God's prophetic plan and purpose for our life to lead us back here to start LifePoint Church. It would have never happened had loss not occurred in our life. It was the loss that motivated us to move forward. And it is your loss that God will use to motivate you to move forward. We were out looking for donkeys, and God had us on a collision course with his plan for our life. We had no clue what God was up to. This was not on our radar back in 2012 and 2013. But how many of you know God had it all planned out from the very beginning of creation? Amen. God saw us and you here before we were ever on this people planet. That's the God that we serve. So sometimes it's hard to understand how God could, could allow us to suffer loss, to lose someone or to lose something, but God will use loss to get us on his prophetic journey. And some of us, some of you are thinking, I've lost, but God doesn't count it as loss. God counts it as gain. So maybe you are in a season right now where something is missing in your life. Maybe you've recently lost something in your life. Maybe that dream that you longed for and worked tirelessly for was rerouted in a different direction. Sometimes what's missing 
in our lives is the very reason we find God's plan for our life. Do you believe that today? Amen. If everything went our way, you wouldn't be where you are today. And you need to be thankful that it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to work out. You need to be thankful that some doors were closed and not opened. Amen? Because sometimes it's the tough times that become the best times in our lives. The enemy wants to distract you and cause you to keep looking for what you've lost and lament of over what you lost. And God is saying, I want you to discover my purpose and my plan for your life during the season of loss in your life. Amen. Here's the last point, and I'm closing. Jamie's coming, and that's going to help us. Number three, are you learning something? Number three, God's plan precedes your present circumstances. This is funny to me, but you know what? You know, sometimes we find ourselves in a jam, right? In a mess. And sometimes we think, okay, God is going to have to come up with some kind of plan to get us out of this. Can I just, God does not react that way, right? Before Saul ever lost his donkeys, God had a plan. God had a purpose. Before Saul ever came to town, God already revealed his will to Samuel for Saul's life. So what does that mean? That means you'll never find yourself in a jam that then God has to come back and react and gather the angels around the throne and huddle up and say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> Look at the mess they're in. Look at them out here just wandering around looking for these donkeys. No. God dispatches his angels who are on assignment to help go about and direct and lead and orchestrate you to get to the place where you can fulfill God's purpose and plan for your life. Last scripture, and I'm closing. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway, that's key, and asked, would you please tell me? Saul doesn't even know he's in front of the guy that God is using to reveal his plan for his life. Some of you don't even know who you're going to meet this year that God's already spoke to. Listen to what he says. Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? Uh, I'm the seer. They, that word simply means prophet, one who sees. And so I'm the one you're looking for. Samuel replied, go ahead of me to the high place. It's a place of worship. For today, you're going to eat with me. You're going to get the prophet's reward. And in the morning, I will send you on your way and tell you what is in your heart. As for the donkeys, 
that you lost three days ago, don't worry about them. They have been found. Wow. Look at your neighbor and tell them, it's not about the donkeys. It never was about the donkeys. It's about God's plan for your life. Saul and Samuel met where? They met at the gate. Their lives crossed at the gate. Now I'm going to jump back into some prophetic things now. Gate symbolizes transition. Think of it this way. When you go through, when you walk through an open door, you're moving from one room to another room. When we leave today, we're going to leave the sanctuary. We're going to go through those doors and we're going to go into the lobby of this church and then we're going to go through another set of doors into the parking lot, right? Think about it in those terms. So, some of us are in a season of transition. You're at a gate season in your life. 2023 is a gate season for your life. You're going to transition from one place to another place. From one thing to a new thing. And I was, I was meditating upon this. I really felt like the Lord dropped this into my spirit, so I'm going to share it. And it is for somebody who's watching us online right now. Somebody who's tuned in online, I want you to hear this. 2023 is going to start off with a loss for you. Don't panic. Don't worry. God's in it. God's orchestrating it. You're going to be tempted to go back to what you are familiar with. Don't go back. Make sure that there's somebody in your life that can encourage you to go forward. I'm speaking to you right now. Part of the loss that you're going to experience is to get you motivated to move. I sense in my spirit that there is, there is God is shifting you geographically. Geographically. Here's what I want you to know. It's an open door. Don't worry. Walk through it. God's in it. And you'll discover God's purpose and God's plan in this season of your life. Come on, church. Let's give the Lord praise and let's give the Lord glory. I want you to stand with me. Just stand with me. No one leaving yet. Just stand with me unless you have to go to work or you're extremely hungry. Now, I felt that word strong in my spirit for somebody in particular that's watching us today. There's loss. You're going to be tempted to go back to what you're familiar with. Don't go back. Don't go back. You could be in the room. Just say, it's me. I'm going to receive it. Don't go back. Doors are going to open. You're in a season of transition right now. Step through the door. How do I do that? By faith. When you step through the door by faith, you're going to be in a new place. A new room. And God has everything in that place to take care of you.
Amen? Here's the other thing I want you to see. Don't be anxious. Remember Saul? Samuel said, don't worry. Don't be anxious about your donkeys. What does that mean to you and I? Whatever you've been worried about, whatever you've been uh, stressing over, whatever's been troubling you, don't worry. God has already taken care of it. Did you notice Saul never even asked the question about his donkeys? It's as though, uh, uh, it's as though saying, oh, and by the way, what you've been worried about, don't worry about it because God's already covered it for you. Who am I talking to? Don't worry about it. God's already covered it for you. What you've been worrying about, what you've been fretting about, what you've been anxious about, God says, I've already taken care of that. Your donkeys have been found. Say, I receive. I receive. <laughs> and here's the last thing I want you to notice. They were found, and he said, I'm going. They will be returned to you. Letting us know this, church, God is able to restore what you lost. But here's the neat thing about it. He always adds to it. Not only are you going to get your donkeys back, but you're going to get God's plan and God's purpose for your life in this season of your life. Say, I receive. I receive in Jesus' name. I receive in Jesus' name. What day did it happen on? The third day. The third day. The third day, he discovered purpose. He discovered God's plan. His donkeys were found. You know what three represents. You know what it means. That's resurrection day. That's God resurrecting dreams and visions and hope in your life. You may have buried it in 2022, but 2023, God is saying, I can resurrect that. I can bring it back to life. Not only can I, I will. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we honor you in this moment. We consecrate 2023 to you. And we realize it's not about, it's not about our donkeys. It's not about things that we think is important to us. And even though they might be, you have a bigger purpose. It's about your kingdom. It's about your will. It's about your purpose. It's about your plan for our lives. I pray for those who may be discouraged right now because they're searching. Let me be that servant today that encourages them. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. Don't go back. Keep moving. 
in Jesus' name.